Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's wait, uh, what's the next It's great to stay up late. It isn't, by the way. It's not. I never stay up late. I I <laughs> did I, last night because I couldn't fucking sleep, and then I woke up. I think I went to sleep at like two thirty. What are you talking about? Oh you texted me back at like two something. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's because the I was awake. <laughs> we had to t- the puppies had to go out. <laughs> That's right, I keep forgetting. The the babies had to pee. The baby was like, <laughs> pee! Must go! And I thought, oh, good. We'll do that then. Right. So there, there all of us were standing outside. In the freezing cold. By the way, welcome back to Oddities. Yeah, welcome back to Oddities, everybody. We're just having a private conversation we could have had off, <laughs> off recording. Know, we don't normally record at, like, 8.30 in the morning, so... Like all cylinders are not. I ha- I made an amazing breakfast this morning. Oh wait, before I get into that, we're on social media. Do 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 do. Oh my god, what so, a, what a musical episode! I know. Welcome back to Oddities the Musical, everybody. So, on Instagram, you can find us as Oddities Insta. On Twitter, we are Oddities Tweets. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, we are Oddities Podcast. We have an email. We're collecting listener stories. We have a couple. Shout out to my cousin. It's coming. I know this is gonna this is gonna seem so late because we're pre-recording this, but shout out to my cousin Christina in Florida who just sent me so many wild stories. And I don't know if she's gonna email me more, but she should. Oh good. Okay, so we've got a listener's episode coming up. Uh, but please write in with any other topics or anything else. And also, you can find us on Patreon if you would like to donate to us. Um, we would love that. We're under... Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> we're under Oddities Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Mm. How do you spell Oddities? O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S. Whoop, 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 whoop. We so it's, it. it's Saturday morning, bitches. So, and I... Yes. The person who is speaking is... I don't know why I did it like that. I'm Anna. Oh, right. I'm Cassie. <laughs> I, woof. She's struggling this morning. Yes. Yes, indeed. That is because I am a morning person to the nth degree, and I'm and not I quite sure not. that you are. Right. So no, this will be I'm like not. Jekyll and Hyde the whole episode. Isn't that exciting? But, like, I'm not not a morning person. I'm just not as ready to go as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rip-roaring, baby. Like, I am you showered. wake up and you're ready. Yeah, I got shit to do. Boom! Showered, makeup, breakfast. I made fucking breakfast tacos this morning. Corey had French toast. Italian champagne kiss. For sure. And now we're doing this, which is one of my favorite activities. Boop, boop, boop. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm annoying myself. So should we get started? Oh, wait, stop. Everybody shut up. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) And by everybody, I guess all the voices in my head. I don't know. Stop! Everybody, shut up. <laughs> We're not on drugs. It's I'm I swear. I, yeah, it's just Saturday morning. And, uh, oof. <laughs> I'm not even drinking coffee. I'm drinking water. I'm so dehydrated because I had beers last night. Beers. Mm, I'm good. So because this is the week of Valentine's Day, uh, the sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before came out. All right. Yes. Yeah, we both watched it. Yes, it was... I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it was the worst movie ever, because I've definitely seen worse. 
but it like yeah yes like suicide squad it's but like it was um kind of really annoying like everything was being overcomplicated all everybody this movie could have been resolved in the first two minutes by people just sitting down and having an honest to god fucking conversation with each other and calling and, it a day right and like while i'm sure a lot of people would be like but then we wouldn't have a movie why don't you make a movie shut the fuck up we're high schoolers <laughs> also why are we still making movies about high schoolers in love no clue we know that doesn't last yeah. folks so let's stop doing yeah, that except my parents my parents met in high school oh, god damn it of course Lennon and joe are the ogs classic right but i most they're the exception not the rule <sighs> Okay, right, right. <laughs> so why are we still making love stories about high schoolers? And on top of that, it's like, if you're going to make it about high schoolers, stop making it the same bullshit where they just don't talk to each other. Like, just have them talk to each other. Stop featuring people who are, like, in their mid to late 20s playing high schoolers. High schoolers. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Cassie it's very Frederick was, Pierre. Yeah, I was getting literally live updates from Cassie as she was watching the movie. Yeah, sorry. Great. It okay. was great. I was dying. <laughs> Just one of them was, you can literally see this fucking kid's 5 o'clock shadow. Like, seriously, what high schooler has 5 o'clock shadow? Boys in high school, like, can't even, it's patchy and, like, weird, pretty much. Always. I, Always. There was a scene in that movie that I particularly was like, are they fucking kidding me with this? But I can't remember what it was. It might have been the whole movie. <laughs> I will say, though, I really liked the first one. I wish, like, we could have, I don't know, kept going that route somehow, but... But I just saw that, you know that movie After? Did you hear about that movie? No. Speaking of fucked up love stories, After was, like, written on, like, a free writing website. Okay. And it's a fan fiction of this woman and Harry Styles. It got made into a movie. What the fuck? And there's a sequel. And the we sequel just it. came out. <laughs> or the trailer just came out. I'll send you the trailer. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's... Abs- I mean, it, the first the first one's on Netflix. It's just right. every love story you could possibly think of. It's that. But the kid, the kid in it, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, why does this kid look so fucking familiar to me? I'm like, who is this kid? I'm like, why do I have like, a weird... like? villain association with him i'm like i can't figure it out this is so annoying we get to the end of the movie i see his name i'm like that name looks weird i google it i'm like oh my fucking god he was little voldemort in harry potter oh i thought you were gonna say he was brahms and then i was gonna no. lose my fucking mind no 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 sorry, okay. sorry. he was little voldemort. he was little oh, voldemort okay. in harry potter and i was like wait a minute either i'm seriously losing track of time or this kid grew up very quickly and i know which one it is <laughs> Okay. All right. I was like, I just want to point out that you've lost track of time, but that's but it. That's bananas. That I feel like Harry Potter just came out, and this kid's an adult and is already in other movies. Oh, I know. Fuck me. Wasn't Harry Potter basically like fifteen years ago at this point? Maybe more. Literally, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah, I know. I hate it. <laughs> right. But how are you? I'm fucking great. <laughs> I, you know, Gaz, I love you so much, but I don't love the fact that you're such a morning person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fucking great. <laughs> Is that better? better? better. <laughs> okay. Better. Yeah, I'm good. Last night was Valentine's. 
I mean, all day yesterday was Valentine's. <laughs> Sorry, last no. night. Last night only. Uh, and it was a great day. I normally don't really like Valentine's Day, but we had a blast. So that was great. Um, That's nice. Yeah, Corey uh, skipped like two of his classes. Oops. And he came Oops. home, he brought home flowers and these like really good gluten-free, dairy-free candies. And he um, That's so nice. surprised me and he booked us one of those escape rooms. So we did that. I love oh. those things. Oh. I love them so much because I love puzzles. You oh. know how I feel about Nancy Drew and all that. I know, I know. And those things usually appeal to me. But the fact that I'm put in a room that I can't just walk out of, don't like it. Oh, this guy doesn't lock the doors. <laughs> I know, but like, I think it's weird that they're putting me in a room and they're like, now escape. I'm like, I'll turn the handle. Like, it just seems weird to me. Like, why are you making this me is, solve things? This is like a fear for you, though. Like, you yeah, don't yes, like. It like, is a fear for me. So, like, you wouldn't like this. I love right. it because I love puzzles and I love, like, the challenge of having only a short amount of time to solve, like, 20 puzzles. Yeah, you so, you love to Nancy Drew your way out of shit. You right. do. That's so, true. That was a blast. And then we went and tried this restaurant that we haven't tried before and it was so good um and then they fucked something up so like a big part of our receipt ended up getting comped so that was cool and then we came back and made ice cream sundaes and watched twin peaks oh that's right i that sounds like a very lovely day it was fun it was i thought when you said we came back and made i was gonna be like dude we're gonna have to cut this whole thing We made ice cream sundaes, everybody. And watched Literally. Twin Peaks. And watched Twin Peaks. It was great. It was a very that good day. That seems like a lovely, lovely day. Thank you. And today, when we're done recording, we'll be making pies. Or maybe just one pie, singular. The end. I love it. You guys are now Thank the you. leader of a very healthy compound. <laughs> That's it. And now it's ten minutes in, so shall we get going I mean, with the good stuff? I mean, but we're going to cut a lot of that bullshit out. Are we? I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I haven't had any coffee. Please leave me alone. I guess I guess all of us will see on the Sunday that this comes out, which is going to be like March, but whatever. Oh, true. Oh, shit. Or like late February. I don't know where we are at this point, but hi to the future. Yeah. So, would you like to start today? Sure. Or shall I? You? Okay, go. Um. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> uh. So, I originally found this out as the bleeding heart murder. Oh. But when I Googled, because the, the, that's why I, I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Click, click, click. It's very Edgar Allan Poe. But when I Googled oh. that, nothing came up. So I was like, oh. that's weird. So it's the story of Michael Frank. Okay, I don't know who Michael Frank is. And I, he also has two first names as well, his whole name. Well, yeah, but Frank is spelled not normal. It's got like a C oh. and an E in it. It's crazy. Oh, good. Okay, I feel a little better. Yeah. So, we're going back to 1987. Oh, God, I wish I was alive in the 80s. I gotta tell you something. I'm, I'm really into 80s music. I love the 80s. So, movies, music, the absurd fashion, all of it. Every time I have to power clean my apartment, put on the headphones, 80s music. That's it. Every That's time. It. Okay. So, in 1987, Michael Frank is hired by governors governors <laughs> governor <laughs> by Oregon's governor <laughs> Jesus Christ by Oregon, Oregon governor Jesus Christ no no 
<laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not doing that because of you. I'm doing it because I can't. My eyes. <laughs> Oregon's governor, Neil Goldschmidt. <laughs> and he's hired as the director of the Oregon Department of Corrections. I bet. So previously, he'd been a New Mexico judge and a director of the state's correction department in New Mexico, which is the governmental bureau that manages prisons, inmates, and parolees. On January 18th, 1989, Frank is found murdered. Oh my. So here we go. Here we go. The nitty gritty. He was lying in a pool of blood on the floor of the north portico of the dome building, the headquarters for Oregon's Department of Corrections, ODOC. 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 An autopsy revealed the cause of death was a stab wound to the heart, suffered the night before, and also revealed other, quote, defensive wounds. Uh, uh, probably like hands and arms shit, like... Right. Hence, yeah, yeah. Moida. Moida! Given the nature of Frank's work, the possibility that the murder was a hit was immediately considered. He also, apparently, was investigating a ton of drug smuggling... Oh, it was like is, a, yeah. it was a drug smuggling ring that was going on inside the jails, and the wardens apparently were a part of it. Jesus, I believe that though, for sure, like one hundred percent, yeah. And I feel like that's why this guy was hired. And then they were like, "Hey, this guy's gonna smoke us out. Let's, get him Let's out kill of here. him." So an investigation commenced. Fifteen months later, Frank Gable, a small-time methamphetamine dealer, was charged Oops. with the crime. Frankie. The cream. A local teen runaway named Jody Swearingen. Also, it's kind of baller that your title is local teen runaway. That is a hell of a title. That's kind of baller. That is. That's like going into a a court and it's saying, oh, what are you being tried for? And you say, because I'm a jewel thief. That's also baller. That is. It's kind of up there in my mind with Black Agnes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of just, like, I feel like when people say, like, oh, I stole something, like, you could just say thief, and that sounds, like, 300 times cooler. Yeah, Like, right, oh, I'm exactly. a thief. Now you're like, ooh. Ooh, intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, local teen runaway. Right. Named Jody Swearingen testified before a grand jury that she had witnessed the murder. Police oh. reports indicate that she identified Gable as the perpetrator. She later was like, yo, I'm recanting this shit. And claimed that another drug dealer, Timothy Natividad, was the murderer. Okay. Remember this Felice Navidad sounding motherfucker. That's he, all I can think of right cause now. Because he's going to pop back up. I bet. According to the trial, Gable admitted to the murder after the fact. No physical evidence was ever produced. Great. And the Good. prosecution was allowed to introduce as evidence a knife, which was purchased by investigators, that matched Frank's wounds. Gable's ex-wife testified that she maybe had given Gable a similar knife. That's what they went on. This is like the shakiest case in the history of ever. No physical evidence. They were like, we bought this knife that looks like it could match his wounds. His ex-wife's like, sure, I bought him that. Sure, I might have given that to him one Christmas when I didn't know what to give him. Right. And she's looking at him, she's like, is that my knife? (laughs) (laughs) yeah right exactly like it probably was any stand i probably have that knife in my drawer uh we have so many knives oh 
You're just gonna you're just gonna go with that blanket statement and leave it alone. <laughs> Hang it out to dry. Like, we have so many knives. No, we just have like I mean in the kitchen. I mean God, we just I feel like we've just collected so many fucking knives. I guarantee we have that knife. Right. It's it's anyway. So on June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one, Gables convicted of six counts of aggregate. Um, nope. Yep. Aggravated murder and one count of normal murder. I guess <laughs> <laughs> the non-aggravated kind. Or aggregated while we're at it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's... It, this bullshit evidence, he's sentenced to life in prison without possibility of his parole. This is such a joke. This guy, like... This guy didn't do it. Police Navidad is in jail for literally no reason. No, no, no. This, no... this isn't Police Navidad. This is Gable. Oh, this is Gable. So yeah, sorry. Gable's but... in jail... <laughs> But she Gables in jail. But because of local teen runaway testimony. Right, right. Gable's in jail, but she later is like, hey, hey, I don't She think... recanted it. Right. And yeah. she's like, I don't think he did this. I think Feliz Navidad did this. Feliz but... Navidad did this, but everybody's but Gable's like, no, we're gonna put convicted. Gable. We're putting Gable away with all this shaky bullshit. It's crazy. So Gable, obviously, continues to maintain his innocence because he didn't do it. Because he didn't do it. And he, now he's in jail, like what the fuck? In October 2014, the Federal Public Defender's Office sought to reopen the case on appeal. On April 18, 2019, U.S. Magistrate Judge John Acosta ruled that Frank Gable must be retried or released within 90 days, noting among the myriad of trial issues that many witnesses presented have since recanted. And not only that, their testimony was obtained via coercive interrogation tactics and polygraph examinations. There we go. All right. So this whole, this so, is the most bullshitty case. Can we give a big shout out to U.S. Magistrate Judge John Acosta? Yeah, for being like, by the way, you guys fucked this he way was like, the fuck this up. This guy should not be in here. What are we doing? But Bring this, me that Navidad motherfucker. <laughs> this was in 2019. He was convicted in recent. 91. Yeah, so He's he was been sitting in jail for years. I can't do math. Years. Let's see. Nine. Eighteen. Plus nineteen. Twenty-eight. I got it. That's all right. We just didn't carry the ten. It's all good. Wait. Plus? Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) The long and short of it is, this poor dude was in jail for no reason for, like, almost 30 years. (laughs) That's Uh. bullshit. It is. It's bullshit. <clears throat> Boy, I'm dumb. Oh, my alarm's Good going enough. off. Perfect. Oh, alarm time. Good morning. Jesus. So, on Judge... On Judge... Fuck me. All right. So, on <laughs> April 18th, our man Acosta, the MVP, yeah. rules that yeah. he has to be retried or released. On June 28th, 2019, Gable gets released. That's the day before my birthday. There it is. Happy birthday. He's coming out. That's great. Here are our theories oh, about good. Frank's murder. Moida. Moida. That's right. Michael Moida Frank's theories. brother, Kevin Frank, has claimed that prior to his death, Michael warned him of a threat in his life and told him that he had discovered a network of corruption in the department. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kevin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Most theories propose that it was indeed Navidad, paid (laughs) by the corrections hierarchy. 
I could totally buy into that. In 2007, a felon claimed that he saw the former warden of the Oregon State Penitentiary, Hoyt Cup. Stupid, stupid. That's name. his name, Hoyt Cup. Cup with two P's. Cuppy. <laughs> Cuppy. So the the former warden Cuppy and another unnamed official gave Navidad. I'm, j- I'm now I'm just saying his name wrong. Just say it as Navidad. It, it, yeah, it's, it's Navidad now. Gave shit. So Cuppy and another unnamed official gave Navidad twenty thousand dollars, which Navidad informed later was money for killing Frank. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I totally. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right. First totally time I've seen believe... you be a human in the morning. <laughs> I believe that scenario a hundred percent. Passing along twenty thousand to Feliz Navidad. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, which I think. Oh, okay. I think this could be. It could be, you know. Like a marriage of the two? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Another theory proposes that it was Scott McAllister, the assistant attorney for the state of Oregon, who resigned shortly before Frank's death. Interesting. He became the... Very suspicious. Yeah. He became the inspector general of the Utah Corrections Department. An ex-girlfriend of his said he was in possession of internal police documents concerning the murder that he no longer had any official reason to possess. Okay. And that she overheard McAllister describing the killing as, quote, a botched hit that was supposed to look like a suicide, unquote. Oh, that's not, yeah. I mean, but I will say, I mean, if, like, why would, for suicide, choose stabbing yourself in the heart? But, okay. Right. But I guess it was, it was botched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made to, yeah, okay. I got it. Big shout out to this ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she's like, P.S., I heard this. She was like, P.S., he should not have had those documents. <laughs> I'm just going to raise my hand on that right now. The fuck is he doing with those documents? <laughs> yeah. Also, he was muttering something about a botched hit. Suspicious. All right, I'm <laughs> this out. This seems funny to me. All right, bye. Yeah. So the theory gained a lot of credence in October 91. So this is what? This is right after Gable gets convicted. Yeah. A PI who worked on Gable's defense team was killed. What the fuck? He's okay, a former then, yes. inmate in the Oregon correction system during the late 1980s and was aware of McAllister. He was the big pusher for McAllister as the murderer because he claimed that McAllister was selling paroles to prisoners. Uh, yeah. This, this McAllister motherfucker, this suspicious guy, suspicious. This guy's a mess. Mm-hmm. He's leaving, yeah. leaving trails all over the place. Yeah, he didn't do any of this right. At all. Ex-girlfriend's popping up. Then he murders a P.I. I wonder if that yeah, ex-girlfriend's like, still alive. I wonder. I hope so. I do too. So now we have my my fan favorite theory. The Sandhill Crane. That's it. The Sandhill <laughs> Crane swooped in and murdered this motherfucker. <laughs> the man in the pinstripe suit. Oh, I don't even need to hear this to know that I pick this one. Also, it's a sandhill crane to pinstripe suit. <laughs> it's a very dapper sandhill crane. He's like, Ugh, I you sell girls. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Sorry. So there's an unknown individual who was spotted by a corrections employee inside of the dome building 90 minutes after closing time. Closing oh, okay. time. Yeah, what's he doing an hour and a half after closing in his fucking pinstripe suit? 
being all dapper and shit. <laughs> the individual has never been identified. It was stated that the man in the pinstripe suit also matches the description that a witness gave to police as the man who arrived at the dome building the day of the murder to repair the copy machine late in the afternoon and was granted unprecedented access to remain in the building after hours to complete the repairs. Holy hell. So, all right, two things. First of all, this man shows up in a pinstripe suit to fix a copier. I've seen people that fix copiers. They don't show up in pinstripe suits. They are not wearing that. They're wearing something much more practical for what they're about to be doing. <laughs> because they're going to get ink all over everything. They're all that shit is dirty. Yeah. Second of all, unprecedented access to stay in this building until after hours, probably unmonitored and by himself, to, to fix oh, the copier. Right. And so he's there to complete the repairs, right? Mm-hmm. The repairs were never completed, and the machine was left in pieces. <laughs> So He's what probably is he hiding there to a do? weapon in there. Yeah. So neither the man in the pinstripe suit or Dennis Plant, the man who testified he was the copy re- machine repairman, but apparently the parole board clerk who witnessed the p- man in the pinstripe suit says this was not the man who came to work on the copier. So their normal guy doesn't show up to work on the copier. This guy in a pinstripe suit shows up. And they give him unprecedented access to the the building after hours. And they're like, yeah, just stay here. And then they all leave. Yeah, who was in charge of this? Like, why would that, like, what? So nobody, neither the man in the pinstripe suit nor the regular guy, comes back to re- complete the repairs, nor was there any record of the service call found in the copy or repair log after the murder. Okay, this guy did it, and then he, like, really cleaned up after himself. Either, well... All those poor people that had to use that copy machine, like, they're fucked. They can't do their jobs. They can't. I'm just thinking about... PTO, baby. That's right. And just get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting. Neither man resembled Gable at all. Okay. Gable 100% didn't do this. I think... If it... I think it wasn't... I think the initial intent was Navidad. But I think it was this repair guy. Yeah, this dapper fucking quote-unquote repairman. Because he was there after hours. The world's best-dressed repairman. Yeah, which, what the fuck? And then, not only that, if there was no log at all, yeah, why is he there? And then he doesn't even fix the fucking thing. And then leaves it in pieces, so now it really does need to be repaired. And so now they have to call somebody else who should show up, I don't know, more in, like, a jumpsuit to fucking handle this thing. And it's not their regular guy. Like, who let this guy in? Yeah, who was like, my, you look nice today. Here to fix the copier? Go on up. By the way, here's access to everything ever, all day long, every day, for fun. Right. What the? Why? Oh, you're not Dennis, our normal guy. Like, there is a guy that that comes in my office that, like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he's here to fix something. Because he's our bro. You know, you know the the standard people, like, right? Because you see them constantly, you and know. none of them are wearing a pinstripe suit. I don't know, I don't know. I think pinstripe definitely could have. I mean, like the romanticism aside, I think pinstripe did it. I think that he's yeah, the killer. I agree. Like, absolutely. I I don't think it was Navidad, but I think I'm sure they were giving money to prisoners in the hope that they would do it. 
Probably. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know that Felice Navidad is clean in all this. Like I no, think probably I don't think so yeah, either. there was definitely some shady business going on there, but I think yeah. that Pinstripe is ultimately the one that carried out the actual I guess hit. Right. Or at least like did something. Like maybe he let Navidad in or something. Like I just feel like something happened. Yeah. With this like this guy isn't an anomaly. Like there's something wrong here. Yeah. Or he is another. Yeah. Right. But he's so that is the unsolved murder of Fra- unsolved Michael Frank. Murder of Michael Frank. Who literally. The bleeding heart right, murder. He came into Oregon to just be like, I'm here to fix your prisons. And they were like, but don't talk about all the drugs and shit and the money <laughs> that's going on inside the prisons. And he's like, what? Well, don't talk about what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about all of it. And, and then, then they dead. murdered him. He was only wow. there for two years. They murdered his ass. He was trying to do something. He was trying to do a good thing, too. As usual. As per usual. That's no good deed. That's right. That's how it goes. I mean, as if the prison systems in America weren't fucked up enough. Right, for sure. Yeah. God. Well, that was good. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's, like, wild, but it was a good topic. It makes me very sad. Not only that... Uh, an innocent man spent almost 30 years in jail. Right. But that a guy who was just trying to do the right thing got murdered. Got killed in a really pretty savage way. That's like a, that's nasty. It's fucked up. And also like difficult, there's like bone there that you've got to get through. Like there's, there's shit protecting that. In and your chest? Like, oh yeah. Wait, 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 You know? Yeah. Like there's, yeah, that's, yeah. that takes some effort. Also like, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching Anna basically feel herself up. I don't really know what to say because it's I was not just what doing I was doing. Thing. I was just touching my, <laughs> I was just touching my chest because I'm trying to like, what what do you like? You gotta go digging around in there. You've gotta you gotta go for it, and you have to do it with intent. Like it's yeah. not just an whoops. Like you've gotta just, and if yeah. Was it, I'm assuming, well, I don't know, there were defensive wounds. I don't know if it was a single stabbing or not, but if it was, then they've got to, I mean, they're no, they know what they do. Like, they they, they right. have to know what they're doing. And, do like, that. he stabs him once in the chest, he pulls that shit out. Like, of course there's going to be defensive wounds, because you're not going to die right away from that. So, of no, course, he's it like, shouldn't hey! Take, <laughs> it shouldn't take super long, but you're going to be with it long enough to be like, this sucks. Right. Like, and, like, you know, fighting them. Yeah, this isn't, like, a bullet to the head. I mean, this is, yeah. Yeah, this isn't not, like, one shot, you're going to sleep. Like, you're awake. You will be very keenly aware that you're dying. Which sucks. Which sucks. Well, on that happy note, Mm -hmm. shall we move into the land of unidentified sounds? By the way, what, what the fuck? What is this topic? I know. Before I start, I would encourage you to pull up, like... Google or whatever, and should look I up also the... do this? Yes, everybody, you uh-huh. included. Okay. Look up the NOAA unexplained sounds. There should be a Wikipedia page because it has all of the clips of these sounds on it, so you oh. can listen along. Oh, because I don't know that God. I will. I don't know that I'll have a way to splice it and put it into this. Okay. So feel free to pause us and okay, you have it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the NOAA, everybody is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And basically, there's this compiled list. This Sorry. has fascinated me. Yeah. No, no, I'm just laughing because one time I was watching this video and someone tried to identify what NASA stood for. And I have never known what NASA stands for. Do you know what NASA stands for? 
Yeah, I think it's the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. No, is it? Because so. someone, what does it stand for? God I damn. think that's what it stands for. Because someone was like, National, oh, yeah, of course you fucking know it. National, <laughs> National Air and Space Adventures. <laughs> And I want to change NASA to that. Sorry. So when I saw NOAA, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> National Oceanic and Atmospheric Adventures. Adventures. Exactly. It might as well be called that. Okay. So basically. Sorry. No worries. They've got this big list. It's not that big. They've they've identified a few at this point, but they've got this list of, like, just these strange sounds that they're, they have all these listening devices throughout all of the oceans. I guess to study shit or whatever and they've got these list of sounds that can't be identified there are a few that they have theories for now that kind of stand up but we all know my thoughts on all of these before I even really have to say them but anyway (laughs) the sound files if you're on the Wikipedia page all of them have been sped up by about a factor of 16 or higher to increase the like intelligibility of the noises and condense them and raise the frequency a little so you can just hear it better because Mm -hmm. some of them are actually infrasound so you need to make it a little more audible and reproducible so anyway the first one that is unidentified is called the upsweep do you want to listen to it yeah oh shit how am i gonna oh i can play it on my computer and my thing can pick it up oh okay yeah do it all right hang on oh god it's gonna be mayhem it's gonna be a bloodbath hear that thing that sounds like a siren that boop 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 you hear it it's very faint all of these so you have to listen very carefully yeah what is that they don't know so it's an unidentified sound that's been detected on the noaa's equatorial autonomous hydrophone arrays (laughs) rolls right off the tongue i sure does so it was present when the Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory began recording its sound and surveillance system, um, SOSUS, in August Sosus. of nineteen Sosus, in August of nineteen ninety one. Hey, nineteen ninety one. Oh, weird. Okay, it consists of a uh, long train of narrow band upsweeping sounds of several seconds in duration each. Basically, what I kind of in my mind register to be almost like a like a siren that you would hear if something's wrong yeah. in a building. Um, the source level is high enough that it was recorded throughout the entire Pacific. So whatever the source was of this, it was extraordinarily loud. The sound appears to be seasonal because it generally reaches peaks in the spring and in the autumn, but it's unclear whether this is due to changes in the source or che- seasonal changes in the propagation environment. Um, the source of it is roughly located at 54 degrees south, 140 degrees west, near the location of inferred volcanic seismicity, but the origin of the sound is still unresolved, and the overall source level has been declining since 1991, but the sounds can still be detected on the NOAA's Equatorial Autonomous Hydrophone Arrays. So this so, is just happening constantly. Well, it There's reaches no its way. peak it reaches its peaks in the spring and autumn. So there are a lot of there are a few sort of theories that go with this. And of course some of them are outlandish, and so therefore they are my favorites because right, they're right. great. So some argue that it's a deep sea creature that's loud enough to make a sound this significant. Mm -hmm. But some say that's not credible because the deep ocean doesn't have the nutrients available to sustain something that big. People always Uh talk about 
people always talk about not necessarily in relation to this upsweep but in general unidentified noises they always mention the megalodon <laughs> what's that a megalodon is basically this shark that's like the size of a bus oh my god yeah. Did you know I knew it was stupid, I just couldn't remember what it was? You had to have known this was stupid. So they claim that there's enough deep ocean that has been unexplored right. that a population of these bus-sized sharks could exist <laughs> unnoticed. First of all, the fact that we're saying sentences like bus-sized sharks, absurd. I know. And while we do keep bringing up strange things like the megalodon or the megamouth shark is an animal that the size of these creatures, whether it's an active carnivore or like a filter feeder, would require a suitably large source of food that might not necessarily exist that deep in the ocean. But the thing is... we don't know that. We don't know enough about anything about the deep ocean. There is so much ocean. I have a, I have a, I have a statistic about this later, so we have to hold off on this. But basically, the ocean is so unexplored. And like, we don't know anything about... I mean, creatures evolve... There's a fish with a lamp that comes out of its head so it can yeah. see. Right. And so I don't know why something down there couldn't evolve to sustain itself on the, right. the you know, sort of nutrients that are available down there. Right. Like, you know, do I, I mean, think, do they think, or do I think that a, a shark that large exists down there and is making this racket? No. 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 I, I do don't. have, I do have a couple of theories in this one that makes sense to me so but like here's the thing if someone never told me that whales exist and then one day i saw a whale i'd be like yeah. what the fuck is that you know like yeah, what is that it, thing it seems the ocean's weird and creepy right like everything in the ocean looks bizarre like it does oh it, just wait just it, fucking wait until i tell you about one thing it would not be surprising to me if there are ways that these first first of all i think fish are fucking bananas on their own Anything that lives underwater is crazy to me. But I think that, of course, there's going to be wild ways that we are, as of yet, unaware of that animals or whatever can live in the deep ocean. Oh, for sure. So, like, this this whole thing is bullshit to me. But, all right, so let's just think about the upsweep, whatever's producing this noise. Mm. It has to be enormous to put out the sheer amplitude that can be picked up by these hydrophones across the Pacific. Bigger than a bus shark. For sure. It has to live very deep water depths that like at that point that they've sort of narrowed down to where the source is the depths range from 2500 to 5000 meters deep um but they have recorded curvier's beaked whales diving to nearly 3000 meters so it's not totally impossible that a large animal could be down that deep it's not totally possible it's not totally impossible right. because the whales, yeah, those whales can get down to 3,000. But unlike a whale, whatever this creature is, if it surfaces, it has to be very rare as nothing that Lock massive. Is. Yeah, as nothing that <laughs> massive has been sighted even in cryptozoological record. Yeah, well, maybe um, he doesn't have to come to the surface. That's another thing. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a whale that has to come up and do its blood right. hole and maybe all that bullshit. Just a big maybe it's just like a big motherfucker that thrives way down deep. So anyway, oh my god! Can you imagine it? His eyes—the eyes are probably like clear because they don't need to see. So they're saying it's like basically a bat in the water. Yeah, they're saying basically in theory, whatever this thing is, this deep dweller, will have more in common with that of like a clam 
of really massive proportions than anything else that's more of like a vertebrate. Yeah. Um, this is my new and, favorite theory. There's a big ass clam in the bottom of the ocean. So, so coming back to more of like reality land, most people think it's probably some sort of geological feature, sure. volcanic activity, right. plates shifting, mm-hmm. something like that. This one, if you're listening at work, I would encourage you not to look it up on your computer because when you pull up this image, it it's it literally looks like it could be very phallic. So it's called a geoduck, which I put in parentheses next to it, ocean dick. <laughs> I'm Googling it, wait. Nope, no, nope, no. Right? No, no. I, it's pronounced- Do not look- It's pronounced gooey duck. Yeah, I would not recommend Googling this on oh, your computer. I like, also I like geoduck. So then here are two more that I find to be a little more- Wait, what does that have to do with it? They say that there's a mass migration of those things moving along the floor, and they're making that noise. Those little penis-shaped things are just- Those dicks. <laughs> little here, dicks. Here are a couple, or like really it's just mostly one thing that I kind of could see. Since this thing is pretty seasonal in nature, that they mm-hmm. really hear this, I believe that it's probably a mass species migration, and they're calling for mates. Yeah, I buy that. You think it's I those think little that, dicks? I don't think it's the dicks. I think it's something else. <laughs> I think it's something else, and I think it's probably larger. And I think that it's a whole migration of them. They're looking for mates, and that's why you hear that repetitious "boo boo" right. type of thing. So, and since it happens spring, autumn, I kind of feel like it's migration right. type of shit. Because so that's, that would be the only thing that would could like seem like it could coincide with seasons. Right, exactly. Not so like plates that's... and shit. Plates don't wait to move around for seasons. No, they're not like, oh, it's springtime, time to shift. Let's move. Like, that's, <laughs> let's get moving, people. No. I think it's a mating ritual, and I think it's a significant number of something down there Can that you we imagine don't know anything about. if it was those big-ass clams just What if it's around? a huge migration of just fucking giant-ass clams? That or would be nuts. Either, okay, so this is like... The, the duck-sized horses or the horses-sized ducks. Would you rather it be giant clams or those little dicks? <laughs> 100% giant clams. I don't want to see those little dicks. I, I hate how either. those things look. I'm, I now have a fear of them. Yep, I hate those things. If one of those things washes up on a beach, I'm punting it back into the ocean. <laughs> yep, for sure. So another one that I don't have nearly enough information on cool. is called The Whistle. You want me to play it? Yeah, it's this one's really quiet though, so I don't know that. I'll, but I'll crank my volume. Yeah, give it a shot. Here we go. That's it. Just that weird thing. They call it the whistle. They say that it is. Wait, I don't understand. Similar... It just sounds like. Well, it doesn't sound like anything. That, like, boom, and then it carries out that. That's the whistle. Oh. oh I don't it's know like why they gong. call it a whistle. Yeah. So, like, it's similar to what they consider to be volcano. Nope. Volcanogenic. Volcano. Nope. <laughs> sounds uh, that have been previously recorded in the Mariana Volcanic Arch of the Pacific Ocean. But since this was only recorded on one single hydrophone rather than the three that are required to triangulate a location, this sound is considered unidentified. There are no larger theories that I could find other than it's probably some kind of volcano shit. That one's not nearly as exciting to me as the upsweep. 
because yeah. the upsweep straight up sounds like you're on board like a submarine and like and something it's got is a leak beeping in the distance and they're right that one sounds like there's like i don't know a bunch of sailors that have been underwater for like a thousand years and they're lost down there and they're doing that shit wow i'm just saying love that for you right so then there's just a handful of others that now have the been bloop. explained the bloop right so the bloop and this one went unexplained for a long time and it's basically this name that's given to this ultra low frequency and extremely powerful sound that was detected by the noaa in All right, 1997 I'll... wait i'm gonna play it yeah play the bloop Wait, I want to play it again. Okay. <laughs> Blue? <laughs> it's so fun. It sounds I like know. when you drop something in water. <laughs> yeah. So they say now, and this, I mean, because they had like theories going around on the internet for this for like ages, but basically sure. they say that this sound is consistent with the noises that are made by um, what they call ice quakes in icebergs. And basically okay. all that is, is you have like a really big iceberg that's scraping along the floor of the ocean. And they say it makes that noise. Blue? <laughs> Blue. But that, I feel like that's not significant enough. But for me, I think, like, I would put the whistle sound more with that. But whatever. So anyway. Yeah, right? They triangulated the source. And it was roughly found to be this remote point in the South Pacific Ocean. West of the southern tip of South America. And the sound was detected several times by the Equatorial Pacific Ocean Autonomous Hydrophone Array. But, like, I feel like that's the wrong location for icebergs to be making this shit. Unless it hit and then it traveled all the way there. I don't know enough about how sound travels through water to really, like, weigh in scientifically about any of that. Specifically, like, salt water. I don't know if that makes a difference or anything. But, it yeah, might. anyway. Yeah. So, according to the NOAA, they basically describe it as this rapidly rising in frequency over about a minute. And it was of sufficient amplitude to be heard on several sensors at a range of over 5,000 kilometers or 3,100 miles. Um, this guy there, Dr. Christopher Fox, didn't feel that this was a man-made noise, like a submarine or a bomb, but he didn't really categorize it with any familiar geological events either. Oh, like really? Nothing on Earth goes bloop. <laughs> I know, right? That's the sound that my turds make when they enter the toilet. <laughs> So, and I can guarantee you those things are man-made or woman-made, I guess I should say. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> Bloop. So anyway, they're like, the audio profile of it kind of resembles that of a living creature, um, but the source was considered a mystery because it was different from known sounds and because it was several times louder than the loudest recorded animal, which is the blue whale. Oh. Um, I love events... blue whales. Whales are cool. Whales the... are cool. Uh, Vents program has attributed bloop to a large ice quake. There are like ice quakes that have been recorded that share similar spectrograms with bloop, and the amplitude necessary to spot them is similar as well. So that's the bloop. And then this one's my favorite. This one's really fucking weird. This one's going to blow your mind, and it's called Julia. Can I play it first? Yes. I'm sorry, it? what the fuck was that? 
Now it didn't pick up. I don't think it's gonna pick up over this. No, I saw Maybe. it. I saw it spike differently. Oh, it? Yeah. Okay, good. It literally sounds like something. That Speaking. Says Julia. Wait, I'm gonna play it again. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's it literally fucking sounds crazy. Like Julia. It's fucking creepy. Right? Isn't that insane? That's so, this so was weird. Yeah. This was recorded March 1st, 1999. All this shit was hitting in the 90s, by the way. I don't know what the fuck. But basically, Sounds about right. Again, they said that the source of the sound was a large iceberg that had run aground off of Antarctica. And it was loud enough to be heard over the entire Equatorial Pacific Ocean Autonomous Hydrophone Array with a duration of about 15 seconds total. Um, the point of origin, they narrowed down to be between the Bransfield Straits and Cape Adair, or Adare. I don't know how you say it. But anyway, that one's really fucking weird. I cannot imagine an iceberg making that noise. I don't know how to explain that one, but I don't know that I necessarily agree that it's a large iceberg that ran aground that made it sound like it said fucking Julia. I mean, I guess I kind of, just because the end just goes, but it, like, I not only do I not know how sound travels through water, I don't know what sound sounds like. The, yeah. In the way that it, like, so deep that an iceberg is scraping the ground. Like, I have no idea what that sounds like. There's no way it sounds like what we think it sounds like. It's too deep. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, have no way know. of knowing what it, any, it's just like, like you get go underwater in a pool and you talk to someone and it sounds completely different. I can't imagine like, at I that feel, depth. I feel like in my mind, it would make more sense if they attributed like that to like a whale or something. A whale that's just desperately looking for Julia. Looking for Julia. Um, so Julia is my favorite of all the sounds, and that, I guess theoretically, theoretically it's been identified now and everything else, but. Julia is truly a very strange one. Um, So another one, and this is the final one. It's called The Slowdown. This was recorded May 19th, 1997. Still in the 90s, yeah. Is that... That... Wait, Wait a minute. Yeah, that sounded like a plane taking off in the background. Right, exactly. So this was picked up in the equatorial Pacific Ocean, um, and basically they're attributing this again to an iceberg that's running aground. That one makes more sense to me as an iceberg running aground than the Julia. But also, how... Jesus Christ, all these icebergs sound totally different when they run aground. Yeah, and I don't know, that depends maybe on depth, on size, on, you know, a lot of things. Density of the iceberg, it's hard to say. Yeah, so to me, that one fits more with an ice, like that that scraping, drawn out type of noise makes more sense to me as an iceberg than the Julia does, but, you know, whatever. Basically, the name was given to it as the slowdown because, um the sound basically slowly decreases in frequency over this whole noise lasts actually about seven minutes they just sped it way up to fit in that little window that we played oh my god um can you yeah, imagine being because been... julia sped up so can you imagine yeah. being the person who found julia like you've been listening to this clip for eight minutes and all of a sudden you're like what that just fucking said <laughs> wait say it again <laughs> yeah and it's um this has been picked up on several occasions every year since 1997 
Um, one of the other hypotheses on the origin is just like just the ice moving in general, not necessarily one that's like rubbing on the floor, just the, it's the movement mm. of them. Um, other sound spectrograms are vibrations that are caused by friction pretty closely resemble the spectrogram of the slowdown, and so they suggest that that is the source of the sound because it resembles other clippings that they've they've done. Oh, there is one more. I'm sorry. There's another one called the train. I'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, you hear it there at the end. Yeah, a little Can bit. Can I just say that Julie is the coolest one, but none of these are as fun as the bloop. The bloop? Like, bloop? I want to make that my ringtone or, like, my text tone. When oh, I get that would be such bloop. a good text tone. Bloop! It would. Um, and again, this is a large iceberg that was grounded in the Ross Sea near Cape, again, Adair, Adare, I don't know. So, Adare. Um, basically, the statistic that I just wanted to mention, though, is this you know, the ocean is basically like the lifeblood of Earth, right? And it covers like 70% of our surface. It drives weather. It regulates temperature. It's pretty much one of the biggest supporting factors for all living organisms. We should be Throughout treating it the... better. <sighs> so much better. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it's sustenance, it's transport, commerce, growth. It's all sorts of shit. Um, but for all of the reliance that we have on the ocean, more than 80% of it, remains unmapped, unobserved, and unexplored. That's so high of a percentage. That is so much. We, God, I cannot wait until we have the technology to actually genuinely explore all this shit because there is so much waiting for us in the ocean. I guarantee it. I think that's why a lot of people compare the ocean, like the deep ocean to like space. They're like, we don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's There's literally no way for us to know, especially the ocean because you know shit's down there. We just oh, don't know what the be. fuck it is. There's got to be. And, like, I just, I feel like for so many of these, yeah, we could easily attribute <clears> it to <throat> an iceberg or something like that. But I feel like there's also the possibility that there's something down there that we just haven't found yet that could be generating these noises. Like the first one I talked about, the upsweep, easily could be something down there that's going through this migrating mating pattern or whatever. Well, and if there's enough of it, totally it could make a, no- like a noise that's loud enough to be picked up. Right by these things throughout the ocean. So, anyway, those are the NOAA's uh, unexplained sounds. That's right. Pretty cool stuff. I mean, I just think that, like, the ocean in general, anytime you're listening to anything underwater that, like, they've recorded, it automatically just sounds spooky. Yeah, I agree. Except for this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I think you and I are kind of in the same school of thought with this that like it's just so unexplored we don't know what the hell's lurking down there we already know that there are weird things down there like the lantern fish that are just fucking weird and also things, people things are afraid evolved. to go into the deep ocean which i think is so interesting yeah there's also those caverns i don't know if you've ever seen these but one i watched a video on this and i was instantly fascinated by it i really should have done this but anyway it's those caverns in the ocean that people jump into and mm-hmm. it just looks like a black hole like a big hole in it and yeah like there's a nobody big one has found the bottom nope they're just these massive things that are just like right 
Well, I mean, that's kind of like the Mariana Trench. I mean, that thing is so fucking deep in the ocean. I don't think all of it's been explored. There's so much shit lurking in there. And, like, you yeah. know there's little guys hanging out living in there because they're like, nobody's going to come down here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, forget about even the ones that we can see. There's all these microscopic things down there, mm-hmm. too. And then, of course, there are larger ones that I'm sure we could see with the naked eye. And so, basically, I just figured, hey, the ocean's really fucking weird. Let me talk about these sounds that I've been interested in for so long. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, everybody, get your swimmies ready, because I think (laughs) we should go uh, explore the ocean. Bloop. (laughs) Bloop. And until next time, everyone. Stay strange.